Well, good to see you, man. Uh, I guess the last time I saw you was in Medellin at the side of a trail uh, after Ned. Uh, after Ned, Ned Gravel. Gravel. Yeah. 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 That was a interesting race. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunate result on a pretty flat tire. <laughs> multiple flats. Yeah. Multiple, multiple flats. flats and finishing on a flat tire. Yeah. So. Could hear you from half a mile away with the, uh, <laughs> yeah, <I think laughs> the everybody, rubber hitting the, uh, the Everybody concrete. could, especially <laughs> crossing those train tracks. Yeah, like, I, I thought you still had it, so I was surprised yeah. to see the result, but uh, valiant effort. So, um, well, you know, like I said, uh, thanks for coming in and uh, appreciate it. And, you know, would love to, I guess, share your story about uh, what the bicycle means to you. Um, we're calling this unofficially the Ride Your Ride podcast. And right. um, really the focus is on anything that's bicycle related. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, so why don't you start with you know, kind of your background and... Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so you know me, you know me for the last year since, since April we 8. met. Since April 8th, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm Chad Berenson. As of now, I'm 33 years of age. Currently living in Castle Rock, Colorado, which you know. Um, married, I got a little two-year-old. She just relatively turned two last Tuesday, actually, so cutest little girl it's too. Been, uh, it's been a journey with her and everything going on with that, which eventually we'll talk about. Um, so yeah, I've been, you know, a big part of the cycling community the last three years. I practically grew up in Colorado, um, born in Salt Lake City, but I've been out here since I was six years old. So everything from elementary school, and then I went to four different universities here. So I've kind of been all over Colorado, um, riding, everything else. Um, I graduated from Colorado State University in 2012 and since then I've worked as an embryologist um, in an infertility clinic um, ever since then. So I currently work at UC Health at, out at Anschutz Medical Campus. So really enjoying my microbiology degree <laughs> to yeah. support my writing habits. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so I'm like rocking, you know, two full-time jobs, of yeah. the nine to five, and the as much writing as I can get done afterwards. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's either uh, low stress or high stress, one of the two, right? Stress relief or uh, stress increase. I'm not exactly. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk about your, your race schedule. I mean, um, 2022, you you you, I, I don't know anybody that races as much as you did. I don't know if you you do, but uh, you definitely hit a lot of uh, a lot of events. I did. And I did more than. I should have. Yeah. My coach would tell me, we need to tone that down for this year. Let's yeah. get a little bit more focused on a couple big events and, um, yeah, settle in. I don't need to be doing everything at all times. Yeah. A, a events <laughs> and B events, Chad. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> a races. Yeah. yeah. I could see over the course of this last year, it was like, oh, I was at such a, like, peak fitness level after the, you know, base season. And then with all the racing, it just trickles down so much, yeah. you know, and by the by the fall, I mean, I never felt burnt out. I never um, felt overtrained, which was good. I just kind of fell into that habit of, you know, every weekend I was just racing. Yeah. And that was kind of and so what I good news is do, it's, you know? it's off season right now. So what yeah. did you do yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> yep, went down the dawn and dusk and <laughs> raced some bikes. Not on the coach's authority at all. You know, I had started base training and, but I guess the, the I had to go scratch the itch, Yeah, <laughs> I guess. You didn't tell him, right? <laughs> I did tell him. Yeah, he was like, uh, "What's what this you, data? What are you Chad? doing?" <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, once you get the bug, I guess it's in you, and um, you've been, uh, you know, like I said, very active, and 
um, I'd love to talk, I guess, a little bit about how we came to know each other and, um, you know, just kind of why I felt like you were a different kind of athlete for Dispatch and why we agreed to sponsor you in, in 2022. Um, and so I guess just for background, for, for listeners' sake, you know, we, we at Dispatch, um, I see at least a dozen requests for sponsorship on a daily basis. I'd say three quarters of those are by way of a DM on Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, maybe two or three sentences long. that says like, you know, I really dig your product. Um, I'm a mountain bike racer or a, you know, cat, whatever road racer, crit racer. And, um, you know, can you sponsor me? And, you know, previously with, with Siren Bicycles, um, we had a number of sponsored riders there. And what I learned also having been a sponsored rider myself for GT is that you, you, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that ask. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a, you know, give me some free product and yeah. I'm, I'm going to go disappear onto the trail and, mm -hmm. uh, or the road and, and, you know, never see you again. Um, and your application came across and it was very clearly professionally thought through um, it was obvious that you had um, an understanding of what that relationship between rider and company looks like mm -hmm. and it was the first time that I went back on my commitment to dispatch which was we're not going to have sponsored riders we're just going to get out of the industry's habit of giving one another products right. in exchange for nothing in return in yep. reality mm -hmm. and through you I saw there, there actually could be a, a relationship, a, mm -hmm. you know, a give and a take, and um, I think I think we had a pretty good season. But I'd be curious to know, like, from your perspective, like, how did you approach that? Why is your approach so much different than perhaps ninety-five percent of the other applications yeah. I see? And and you know, what is that? How did you do that? Um, I mean, honestly, the biggest portion of that is you have to be truly passionate. Like, you can read somebody's passionate about something pretty quickly and whether they want free stuff. Um, and uh, honestly, I'm just really passionate about cycling. I mean, it's really kind of changed my life over the course of my whole life, but really in the last three years, mm -hmm. kind of getting back down to, you know, my, my roots of cycling. Um, you know, I like the product, but I was passionate about the product and I really liked you. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, cause I did more than just, you know, Google search. I initially got, you know, a STEM cap as a gift. Yep. Um, and the words on the STEM cap really related to how I train, how I work on the bike, everything else. Cause what I do, my, one of my main things I always say is, uh, um, to embrace uncertainty, mm -hmm. which is kind of another term for the unfuck yourself <laughs> stem cap right yeah, so yeah. you just kind of get yourself in a pickle but it's part of the challenge to get yourself out of that pickle just like in training just like in racing just like in commuting the work i've been bonked out on the commute to work before you know all sorts of things <laughs> um so i mean i just really like riding a bike yeah. and i really liked you as a person i saw the company um and i saw that you want to get people on bikes as well as i love motivating people to get on bikes um, and kind of being that the passion that people can really see and then eventually they get on bikes too. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I have a, uh, well, I know I have a good friend who's uh, is, is uh, saying that he uses often 
it, it, you know, kind of speaking to that pickle situation, which is if you can't get out of it, get into it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same idea, right? It's like, exactly. we are where we are. We're on the trail in the middle of nowhere. We have two flats and yeah. <laughs> and finishes way back there. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Yep. Right. Well, you're going to have to work it out. And, yep. and I think that's embrace uh, that. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, f- from our core values perspective at, at dispatch, that's one of ours in that we believe in self-sufficiency and, and the ability to take care of yourself and figure mm-hmm. out how to get out of those tough situations. Yeah. Um, I think the bicycle is an incredible machine for not only tough situations that are manufactured in say a race event, yeah. but also I'm working all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, I got things going on at home. I need to figure out a way to have a, a gap in between there where I can just be me for a little while yeah. and work out something. Um, I often say, like, you know, for, for certainly for dispatch, like, I never leave on a ride with a difficult problem on my mind that doesn't mm-hmm. come back with some potential solution to that problem. Yep. And I think that that just speaks to, like, you know, the, the endorphins, the, the body, you know, pumping and moving mm-hmm. and getting those ideas going. And I think that really, you know, to me, that's what being on a bicycle means. Yep. And, and it, for me personally, not for others, it can mean a lot of other I things. I mean, it's relatable to everyday life, too, because you can take these weird circumstances that happen on a bike, and all of a sudden, you know, you figure out a solution, and it yep. always can be relatable to everyday life. Yeah. It can be, you know, getting through a stressful situation at work. Well, you kind of did the hard thing on the bike. Now the stressful situation at work, at home, becomes a little easier because yeah. you've been in a hard place before. Yeah, you, you kind of condition yourself to have that behavior, that mm-hmm. reaction. I, I, you know, I mean, running a company like Dispatch is no, uh, no cakewalk. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are times where I, I lean heavily on my background in you know, ultra and, and marathon racing where it's like, okay, you know, th- there, there, there is an arc to every single one of these stories and it's mm-hmm. not always just straight up and to the right. Like, yep. these, you know, there are valleys and peaks and you have to learn how to first off level them and secondly get out mm-hmm. of them, right? Exactly. Um, so yeah, that, that's, uh, you, you mentioned, you know, cycling kind of becoming much more important to you in the last three years or, or meaningful to you in your mm-hmm. life in the last three years. And that was one of the things you did say in your, your application to us uh, to dispatch. What talk to me about that? Like, what, how has it become more meaningful? In the last yeah, um, I mean, I can kind of just go back to my early, early background as a, a cyclist and a racer. I mean, I initially fell in love, I believe, when I was 13 years old, watching Outdoor Network when it used to be a channel, <laughs> yeah. and I, it must have been some World Cup or some XC race. Maybe it was a Red Bull Rampage or something. I don't know. But I, these dudes were on bikes <laughs> and they were flying down mountains, yeah. and I was instantly obsessed. I remember the like next day I was creating a, you know, a little giveaway to the neighborhood to mow people's lawns for money so I could go buy a mountain bike. Nice. Um, and then I got that mountain bike and it was just, I rode that thing to death. I Until mean, the wheels fell off. Giant <laughs> XCR, I think. I don't even know, but I mean, eventually I broke the crap out of that thing. And then it just, ever since then, it just morphed into, you know, getting into a little bit of racing through high school um, racing collegiately of course my disciplines changed a lot from what I do now but <laughs> initially I was doing downhill dual slalom okay. four cross really into that kind of what is now like enduro yeah. it was super downhill back then but do crew um, yeah exactly <laughs> I was totally just into just being a lift junkie and <laughs> riding the lifts and just sailing down hills um, and then through college I mean I did everything I, I think 0708, I was collegiate national champion in the downhill discipline at Fort Lewis College. Um, 
later on transitioning. Again, my degree came from CSU, so I had to get up there somehow. Um, went up there and kind of fell under hard times and ended up having like to sell my, my bikes. And that was kind of the first slippery slope downhill, um, metaphorically, into yeah. not riding a bike. Yeah. Um, I en eventually ended up taking up some road cycling. I got a, a bike from like a buddy and started riding with the road crew up at CSU to just kind of, because I always knew biking is part of my life and yeah. it's what I love to do. I just wasn't doing it um, as profoundly as I was before. Um, and then eventually after college, you know, it's a real slippery slope up there at a university, you know, the drinking, yeah. the everything else. And I kind of fell under this, this party lifestyle for, I want to say nine years. It, okay. it took me, I mean, I was still riding occasionally, but I was not focused, not focused yeah. at all. Um, and it wasn't till, yeah, roughly three years ago in 20, late 2019, um, I got on the scale and I had never seen the numbers I seen on the scale before and instantly my brain was like I've this something has got to change what I'm doing is hurting me like I, I, I don't like what I'm seeing um, this isn't me and yeah next day I was on eBay buying the best mountain bike I could get for the price yeah you know spending two grand on a Cannondale scalpel um, and I rode the crap out of that thing. The day it came, I um, set a goal that I was gonna ride that bike every single day for that year, and I did. Wow. I rode it every single day in uh, once I got that nice. in Colorado. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's no small Commuting, um, I mean, I was doing Indian Peaks Trail out of Deer Creek in the snow. Like, I was, I was already back in love with the bike. Um, and then, of course, you put things on the calendar. As soon as you start training, you get more fit had two races on the calendar within three months of getting a bike, um, Old Man Winter up in Boulder, um, and then um, my, a big race series, True Grit in St. George, Utah, which is part of the National Ultra Endurance Series, um, which was kind of like, I wanted to see where my fitness was getting, yeah. you know, having just fell back in love with the bike, and that was gonna be the, the test. So I did both those events, um, and it's just like excelled from there over the last two years, us meeting, you know, kind of finding a team prior to this um, with no ride around podcast. And um, yeah, I mean, you're when you're around like minded individuals, you can definitely accelerate how quickly you want to accomplish some goals. Yeah, and that is really accelerated. I mean, a nine mm -hmm. year layoff essentially is pretty significant. Like, yeah, probably most people it would be very difficult for them to find the motivation and then for you to produce the results that you've been producing since. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that just, that, that's, that's amazing, truly amazing. Um, I don't know if, if you attribute that to anything other than just motivation and focus and doing the hard work or yeah. if there's something, you know, biological about you, you're, you're the embryologist. So my, <laughs> yeah, my, <laughs> my dad just this weekend, he met me out at a dawn to dusk and somebody's like, how does Chad get that endurance? And he's like, it's not part of, this family at all so i don't know <laughs> where it came from but um yeah i think it's just discipline and focus knowing how good my life feels when i'm riding the bike versus when i'm not doing it yeah and that's really what motivates me yeah for sure yeah 
So you, um, you mentioned your coach maybe not being too happy about your, your weekend endeavor, but um, <laughs> like, talk to me about like, what, what is, how do you prioritize? Because how many races did you do this year in 2022? Uh, I believe, including this weekend, I think 28 races. <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, and those were all A races, right? <laughs> I like to say that. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I, I'm I'm wondering, like, how do how do you go about prioritizing? Obviously, you have a coach. Who, who's your coach? Uh, my coach is Nick Gold at Pure Energy, okay. uh, Pure Performance Energy Pure Performance, in yeah. Colorado Springs. Yep. Okay. And yep. so he's laying out a plan for you that you're throwing. Yeah. So go, kind of yeah. This <laughs> end of the year, we kind of start seeing what kind of races I want to do for the following year and. Um, we kind of set a plan to prepare for those. Um, it's just tough with, you know, race registrations. You never know true what dates are going to be. It's kind of hard yeah. at this point to really um, get a streamlined, streamlined calendar. Um, but really, it's I give him how much time I can ride the bike every single day he works into based that. on my work schedule, and he he works off of that, okay. and he does a real good job um, monitoring my recovery, how I'm feeling every single ride to kind of adjust on the fly um, to kind of keep me at my, you know, top level performing. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're well recovered, then your next workout is going to go better. You're yeah. not, you know, your body's not preparing from, you know, needing to be recovered. It is recovered, and now you can just gain your strength that you need. And we should mention you're not um, taking the lift up and bopping yeah, down hills is, anymore. This so is no what, longer. What kind of, yeah, what kind of miles yeah, are you The discipline has changed. So yeah, yeah definitely doing <laughs> XC, XEO, marathon distance. Yep. Potentially with 2023 when we talk about it, I have a new gravel sponsor. So I will be doing some longer ultra distances in, nice. the, in the gravel world. Yep. Um, so yeah, my my focus is still needs to be a little bit more fine-tuned at the length of these races because I'm still kind of all over the place with going from XC to a potential 200-mile yeah. gravel race. So, but, I mean, Keegan does it, you know? Why not me? Well, let's talk about 2023, um, 28 races in 2022. Um, you know, obviously, we, we look forward to continuing our sponsorship with mm -hmm. you and I think you've been a fantastic ambassador to dispatch and um you know I, I i think you mentioned in your cover letter too maybe maybe it was an individual conversation about you know the mustache people kind of approaching you and like just you get that ambassador kind of vibe going mm -hmm. on and you know being out there at those races even if it's for, for a spectator that gets motivated to kind of your point earlier like i'm just going to go on ebay and buy something and ride because i'm that's cool to me and i want to yeah. do it or i want to go mow lawns and get you know my mm -hmm. butt on a bike um so how do you how do you look at 2023 relative to 2022 and what do you so what we're gonna gonna tone it down a little bit okay. not a whole lot yeah. but um yeah with a new gravel sponsor um vlo um, bikes out of the uk yep. um, they put me on a new gravel bike looks great so i pretty much told them i'm going to dedicate half my racing schedule to riding that bike Okay. Um, so I'm going to try to do 10 gravel events and then 10 mountain bike okay. events. So um, following up with this year, I still didn't complete some of my goals as of this year, and that was going to be the National Ultra Endurance Series Marathon Distance Champion. 
Um, a couple races got canceled on me. You know, I had a, uh, didn't finish one of the races um, at Pierre's Hole last year, so it kind of exonated me from the overall. Um, so, and then I fell short at XC Nationals, so that's gonna be on the list again. So we're just gonna do a little bit of follow-up with some of my previous goals and then kick off this this gravel so I can put a, you know, a good hold on yeah. in the gravel world. Yeah, I mean, here in Colorado, we live in an embarrassment of riches with regards to, you know, secondary roads, farm roads, gravel roads, yep. um, you know, the fire roads that run up the hills. And mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's an amazing place to ride gravel. Yes. And, um, you know, a lot of go fast track, right? So mm -hmm. uh, there's go fast champagne <laughs> gravel and there's some gnarly chunk. Yeah. You know I mean, that gravel yeah. Yeah. is no joke. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Gavin, and he was in here yesterday, um, the uh, organizer of uh, the event promoter for uh, for Net Gravel, and uh, um, we're going to be doing something in 2023 and oh, in California, cool. um, which we'll, we'll get to at some point. But um, you know, I was kind of just talking to him about insurance and injuries and things of that mm -hmm. nature, and he said, uh, "Well, fortunately, we don't have a, a course that that has a lot of injuries, and uh, it's a pretty easy, you know, course." And I was thinking back to. Right. Switzerland and things like that. I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't know on about a, that part. On a gravel bike. <laughs> yeah, on a gravel bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which would be, you know, hard enough on a on a, a full squish mountain bike, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I was I was comforted, uh, but also it was like, you know, maybe there's a little calibration that has to go on there to come up with what's mm -hmm. uh, what's an easy course these days. But um, you know, the, the bar always gets raised, as they say. So yeah, um, and a great you know great course and, and great event. So no, no no questions about that. But. Um, so you, uh, you you had a charity ride earlier this year in um, in Longmont. Yep. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? And yeah, the charity ride. So I mean, again, it was awesome for you to help support that. Um, so our charity ride was um, biking for blindness. This mm -hmm. was in charity to Anchor Center School for Blind Children. Um, I talked about my daughter a little bit initially, but she was um, diagnosed at an early age with a retinal detachment and she's visually impaired. Um, so we've just seen her progress so much through the school the anchor center that she goes to that we thought it best to finally be able to kind of give back to the school and just to see her leaps forward in terms of vision, um, you know, her mental capabilities, just the way she navigates the world. It's all, it's all because of the anchor center, um, the therapists that we have in and out of our house, that sort of thing. So we organize um, Biking for Blindness alongside No Ryan Around Podcast and Cinch Cycling here in um, Lafayette. And there, so the Danielsons, Tom and Courtney Danielson also have a visually impaired child. Um, and then our wives kind of became um, close friends through the anchor center and we kind of put our biking brains together to organize this event um, in, in Charity Banker Center. And it was a great, great turnout. I mean, we we were only hoping for, you know, raise $10,000, um, but we ended up raising over $30,000. We had, I mean, the registration filled up real quickly. I mean, we weren't even really supposed to have as many people as we <laughs> did on the roads. Yeah. But I mean, if you're if everybody's following Tom Danielson, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so we're good. Um, but yeah, we had support from Base Camp Cyclery out there at the aid stations. The route was cool that Tom put together. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we had everybody from, you know, high class racers to, you know, people that just go to Anchor Center School for the Blind. Yeah, so that's awesome. it was a very, very cool event. I mean, we had, I think from No Rider on Podcast, we had more people at that charity event than I've ever seen actually racing at a single event this year. So it was really cool to wow. see that, that support. And yeah. I think it was supporting me. Supporting and this was daughter. the first year, right? Yeah, this yeah, was the first so year. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, we're just going to keep it definitely an annual thing now. We're hoping to grow it, of course. Um, it just might end up taking permits and other things. Yeah. To kind of <laughs> keep the ball of, running uh, for this. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, it was an awesome event. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, anytime we can use our passions and our hobbies to bring attention and, and fundraising and, um, just an opportunity to build community around any particular cause, be it just the bicycle or a bicycle and a cause. I think it's just, you know, a great way to, to use this, this machine. Um, you know, oftentimes racing can be very racing focused, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, you know, throwing elbows and trying to get to the front and, you know, very selfish in, in its, its uh, perspective in that event, not to say that that individual is, but, you know, it is an individual pursuit. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, being able to slow down from 28 races and say, you know what, let's let's just do something that's good yep. for a lot of people and, mm-hmm. and you know to fundraise like that, that's that's incredible. So that's that's an amazing uh, first year turnout too. Yeah. That, you know, usually most first year events are you and five other friends. Yeah, trust right? me, I was <laughs> when I showed up that day to start setting up things. I was a little nervous. I kind of <laughs> saw some early numbers based on registration. I was like, oh man, yeah. but then it was it was a huge success. It was yeah. awesome. So um, if you can, uh, just equipment choices and, and uh, talk about 2023 sponsorship. Or yeah, yeah. Um, so we can kind of go through um, sponsorships as of now, and then I can relate that to the equipment I'm using, of course. Um, so, of course, we have Vielo bikes. Um, they put me on a gravel bike. Nutrition-wise, Flow Formula has been a huge contributor to my success. I've definitely, my performance has increased with flow formulas. Um, they do everything from my typical hydration, endurance, and then they make a great recovery too. Yeah. Um, so No Rider on Podcasts has also supported me. Um, they've done a lot. They've kind of been like, before you, it was them. Right. It was my biggest worry because that's a pink and uh, and blue kit, and yeah. <laughs> we're in black and sand. Camo, I know. So it was, I was like, oh no. It's like I don't know if it's gonna work, man. <laughs> we'll um, do pink and blue next year. But yeah, they do. They do a lot for me, and um, they kind of support since it's kind of me as an individual here. They they're still kind of my my team. I go to for team rides, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, I mean, I have Tannis inserts everything from night composites that used to be right around the corner from you. Yep. I mean, yep. you know, Phil, yep. um, and then we have Shimano, Shimano. So hand up gloves. Yep. yep. We got Shimano hand up gloves. Um, I mean, there's quite a, quite a handful yeah. Tasman's organics. I mean, they're all different levels of sponsorships, but, um, we'll have to do a, um, Hand up glove with the mustache. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know if uh, Paisen McKelvin didn't already take the mustache <laughs> on his... Somebody already grabbed that one? Yeah. Oh, like, Dude, well, this is a s- silly mustache. You need, <laughs> I'm the, you need the full. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Put some character into it. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with uh, 
I currently, mountain bike-wise, I do ride Norbea Oeth. It's kind of my full suspension. Um, I have a 34-120-millimeter fork in the front, and then it's just a 100 in the back. I also ride uh, Orbea Alma. So Almas, or Orbeas in general, have kind of been my, my mountain too. bike of choice. I just think they look so good. <laughs> um, so I'm awaiting one on? in 2023 as well, so I'll probably be riding... Orbea, and then with a Shimano sponsorship, I run full XTR kits on both those bikes, um, night composite wheels, and then I'm still, I haven't really circumvented the, uh, it's difficult to find somebody that will support you on a, a tire. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to take care of all the disposables, like brake pads, yep. tires, you know, things that wear out. It's hard to get a lockdown, somebody that will give you some tires. So yeah. um, I've been still playing around with tires a lot. Um, right now, I think at Dawn the Dusk, I rode um, some specialized fast tracks, the S-Works, okay. super light ones. Yep. They, that was pretty amazing. Any punctures? Yeah, they were fast. No punctures. No punctures. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. yeah, that's a lightweight casing. Um, but man, they were they were fast. One of the fastest tires I've ridden on. So I'm and grippy too. Over sand, over hard pack, they were still locked in. Job. So I was psyched about that. Um, yeah, so we'll just take those, the mountain bikes, um, the gravel bike, and we'll see. I recently, I did apply for the, the Lifetime Grand Prix uh, for 2023. So, of course, all these 10 mountain bike races, 10 gravel races, <laughs> yeah, if I get into the, the Lifetime Grand Prix, it's all going out the winter <laughs> window, and I'll just be racing these potential seven races, yeah. um, which might make my life a little easier, but also... I might have to go part-time, yeah. you know, at the job to right. be able to yeah. <laughs> get the fitness I need for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it would be awesome to be able to do that event. I think that's kind of the next step for me to be able to really see some good results and some pretty high-profile races. Nice. Um, I've had great results last year, um, but ultimately, I mean, I just like riding my bike. So. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, we're, we're looking forward to having you back in 2023. And, um, you know, this year we, we put you on a, a podium payout. And, uh, mm-hmm. I told you I'd get you a, a giant check with, uh, with your payout. On there, <laughs> but I don't have the, uh, the full calculation. I also don't have a giant check, but I can make one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, from, from my perspective for Dispatch, um, we just wanted to have, you know, presentation uh, opportunities for you to be on podium and for mm-hmm. us to, 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 you know, to come along with that ride so to speak. Um, and so, you know, today we'll, we'll be getting you your, your payout check for, uh, for your 2022 efforts. So, um, I think pretty awesome. Yeah. It'll be just in time for, uh, for Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little Christmas bonus. It would definitely go. be helpful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not a Turkey, so um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Um, well, it's been great having you here, Chad. Um, I, I, I appreciate you, you know, everything you've done for us in 2022. I look forward to 2023 and um, certainly appreciate you coming and sitting down with us today. Yeah, Thanks definitely. For I mean, everything's, you're awesome. Dispatch is awesome. Um, I definitely look forward to 2023. It's going to be, it's going to be a good year yeah. for sure. We're just growing more. Where, uh, where you hang out socially? Where can people find you? Um, yeah, socially you can find me at Chad Bear Bro is my Instagram. Find me on Facebook, um, Chad Berenson. Um, Take a look at my Strava. Yeah. You can link all these things together. There you go. You know, like <laughs> cycling found. photo on Instagram, <laughs> Strava, yeah. it's the same guy. Yeah. And there's only like a handful of Berensons in the entire world. And so. Well, you're in the Dispatch Cycling Club on, yep. on there yep. too. So uh-huh. um, exactly. anybody who's a member there can find you. And 
I know um, just watching from some of our, we have, uh, I think, 50 ambassadors for 2023. And okay. I've been watching kind of the cross posts and the likes on your uh, your, your Instagram. So I know mm -hmm. that they're, they're paying attention yep. and watching you. So appreciate you That's building really cool. the community with us and keeping more people on bicycles. Yep. Thanks. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Kevin.